I'm so loud, loud, and in charge. And let's not forget this episode is called Allies and Friends. This is a two-part segment. So this evening, our, we promised you last episode Boom. that we had a pub down that was out of this world. Um, so we hope that you have your suits going and, and your cocktails flowing because this is we are going to bring you one of our special guests that we have calling in from California, New Oh, I'm about to call California, New York. California, Los Angeles, California. We also have on the line our executive producer, Miss Angelina. Um, and a panel discussion about what it is to be black, sexual, and spiritual in this world and times that we live in today. Um, we are not going to spend too much time on this end. Taking away from what happened during our medical conversation, we're going to get right into it. We hope you enjoy. Boop boop. that we told y'all last episode that we had to just move it on like just move just give you a part two so juicy like we have something amazing planned for y'all today in an extended puff down version of our show um in the first show we talked about nicole nicole is a um entrepreneur go-getter movie maker radio personality everything all the credentials nicole has she'll give you her she'll give you this Later on, um, but you guys just um, thank you for tuning in to episode eight, part two um, of season two. Of not that kind again. But you guys, I know y'all been missing us, but we had to take a little extended vacation due to birthdays and birthdays. Because y'all know birthdays. who birthday was seven. We talked about that in the last episode. Okay, now we're gonna talk about it again because it's <laughs> my birthday. So Anyways, get your Susie's going. And your cocktail flowing. Because we got an episode to bring to you tonight. And we hope that you enjoy it. Can we be Oh, it's a good, good day. Hey. Um, I guess so we can do brief introductions if you like. Okay. So I'm Al AM. I go by on this. Guys, podcast that we have. Um, I'm from Atlanta, went to school here in DC. I now live in New York, where I am an administrator for a charter school. Love the kids, right? <laughs> um, but I'm also an LGBTQ activist. I believe that um, our voices, even though they're now starting to be kind of mainstream, deserve to be heard from our perspective. Um, deserve more than the labels that we kind of get thrown into. So that's what this podcast is kind of was started about with Seven. I was going to introduce yourself. How you doing, Nicole? I'm Seven. I also work for the school system as well. 
Um, I have a passion and a drive for students, especially the um, alternative ones. They touch my heart so deeply, but I'm not going to give you a spill of that. But I also, like I said, I also work in a school system. And the reason that I'm sitting here on this platform is just to expose the um, regular gay, whatever you want to call it, type of people. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like all of us have a place here, and we all should be able to just all get along. Just and be. Just, just be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is why it's good that you are here because that's the same thing I guess you celebrate as well. Um, but before we get into that, we also have our producer. <laughs> you are silly. Hello, Angel. I know we've talked uh, briefly. Um, I was, I guess, not dragged into this journey, but I was asked by AM. He and I went to high school together in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, shout out to the Great Great Nights. Um, I live here. I live in Indy. Um, I work. My day job is banking, but um, my little side hustles are not that kind of gay. I also um, in the process of publishing some kids' books. Uh, the first one hopefully should be out in December <laughs> if everything goes right. So yeah, I've always been passionate about the LGBTQIA, ABCDEFG. Uh, <laughs> I want to say really since high school, I didn't have that much exposure until I got around AM and all of our friends and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm just here finding who finds Ella. <laughs> <laughs> so my turn. Yes, Nicole. I'm Nicole. Nice to meet you all. I am an actress and filmmaker, currently living in Los Angeles. I'm from Alexandria, Louisiana. Lived in New Orleans for 12 years before moving out here to LA three years ago. I was a media personality for eight years on New Orleans' number one radio station, 293. I also worked for the New Orleans Hornets slash Pelicans for um, five seasons, it was, five, six seasons. Yeah, and so now I'm out here creating films, creating content to get people talking to me and talking to each other and amongst each other. Uh, I like touching on taboo subjects. And, causing a ruckus, as I told someone earlier. Um, but for, for, for a cause, you know, I cause a ruckus for a cause, for, for a reason. Things that I feel like we need to about, shed light on. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm a mother of an actress. My daughter Aiden is also an actress. Um, and we out here. How old is Aiden? How old is Aiden? Aiden is eight. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, she's eight years old. All right, so then that gets us right into why we fought, felt like it would be a good collaboration to have you on today. Um, as an ally and as a person who knows about talking about taboo subjects, um, we often feel like we're put in that box. Like, we're told to go over here and exist. Go and take your sexuality and exist over there. Do it outside of this space. You know, do it, but just don't do it here. And that's kind of what your film, 
and when we watched it kind of spoke to us like wow especially the, the twist at the end we like we really weren't even expecting that to happen um based off of what you know the film had been about um so i guess we'll let you introduce the content and then kind of get in a conversation about it then okay so my film is called guilty it's about a woman who uh, I'm gonna just go for it. I can edit me out if I get too experienced. Oh, perfect, because we had a, we actually had a chance to watch it, and it is amazing. Like you got me hooked. <laughs> what I did not say is I also substitute teach to supplement income. So I'm you know when it comes to kids, I ain't know if none of y'all students follow anything like this. So I was just trying to be mindful. So well, they know they don't follow us. No. <laughs> so no, you were fine. <laughs> So it's about a woman who can't have an orgasm because white Jesus is haunting her. Um, and it's about religious guilt, being sexually free, women's sexuality, because you know everybody likes to tell them what to do with their body, what their body was meant for. Um, so that's the premise of the movie. And you know, it, it shows the psychological effects of religion on someone's psyche growing up over and over and over hearing, this is a scene, I'm gonna hell, Jesus is watching you, and just kind of like, how that infiltrates the mind and, and how it manifests in adulthood. You know, you're trying to do things, one of things, happen, you know. So, yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that idea that things have to be taboo, and especially in our communities where we come from, where um, we're often told to exist. Like I said, outside of, you can do that, but do it over there. Don't tell nobody. Don't like. Don't talk about it. Like, why is it that we? I was just telling Seven earlier that white Jesus is responsible for all of the major worlds in the world. Like, <laughs> he is legit the reason why we can't get it all. <laughs> just let us be. The crazy thing is, is he's supposed to be like his people. You know what I'm saying? It's like if we could have a talk with white Jesus right now, he'd probably be highly disappointed. Cause you're right. He's like. All the wars in the name of white Jesus. So, Nicole, since you spoke on the topic of um, women doing what they, um, allowing women to do what they want to do to your, um, their bodies, we're actually doing um, something in our segment today in regards to the abortion act that they passed in Georgia. Was it Georgia? Yeah. yeah in Georgia. Yeah. What is your thoughts on that? We were just straight down, actually. So, I guess uh, a Supreme Court justice ruled against it. But you can't police people's bodies and expect to like, get away with it, even on even on a legislation level. I think that sucks that men continue to think we can control anything in the first place. Right. Yeah. So so here's so my thought is I don't have a clear cut answer to that simply because I mean the clear cut answer is your body is your body. I can't tell you what you do. I can't make those decisions for you. And honestly, it wasn't until I thought I needed an abortion that I was for abortion. <laughs> and that kind of set messed up. But before then, you know, I was just like, I don't think it's right, I don't think it's right. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I might need an abortion. <laughs> like, do you think it's right? <laughs> it's like, eh, it might not be, but if this is what it is, this is what it's gonna happen. So I need to be able to make that, you know, that on me, like, you know. And so when that time came, that's when my eyes were opening. It was like, okay, you know what, it might not be right. But to me, it felt better than to bring something into this world. I can't take care of it, to 
bring something into the, you know what I'm saying? That everything else was better than to have this child. Um, so it was like, okay, well, this is a decision I would have to make. You know, um, it came down to me not needing to, because I, I wasn't pregnant, but it wasn't until that moment where I was just convinced that I was, and like looking at all my options, that I was just like, you know, whether it's, no matter how we feel about, you know, the fetus and the state of life, you know, I should be able to make that decision. Um, and, you know, and then of course you look into all the reasons behind why abortion failed. You know, there's so many different levels to all of it. You know, the main thing for me is as a woman, let me make this decision. You, you don't, you know, don't tell me that you care about me actually having a child when you don't care about having people that's already on this earth. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's good shit, right? And, you know, you don't care about the morality of it. You care about the morality of it. And you be so much better for the people who are already alive. So all the reasons people give is to me, it's just bullshit. So, you know, if it's simply that you believe that life is the moment of conception, then, okay, I feel you, but at the same time, it's on me. The life is not, it's not present on this earth yet. Um, that brings to question, is there, and I think this is synonymous with what your film was about, is there some kind of duality that exists between being religious and having or possessing your sexual self? Like, can they coexist? Yeah, I definitely think they can coexist. You know, honestly, we are sexual beings. That's how, that's, that's just naturally who we are. That's, you know, and this might be taking it too far, but I ask y'all, do you remember how old you were when you first realized that you had an attraction to another person in a way that wasn't just a friend? I do, and it was very early on, and people try to argue right. down off of that all of the time. But I tell right. you, right here today, as we stand, I knew very early on. <laughs> and that's a little different than being able to know that your parts can be pleasurable, right? But that's also, you know, that early on too. It's a part of our makeup. And so to deny us that part, that's what's wrong to me, like to say like you can't explore that part or that part is not to be taught, touched or that part is not to be mentioned or whatever. Like, why not? How do you decide that this part gets to be talked about and mentioned and explored, but this part doesn't, you know? And so I think it's all about balance. I do, I do personally believe in energy and sharing energy and spirits and stuff like that. I'm from Louisiana. But I do believe in energy sharing and spirit sharing and all that. So of course, for anything you do, I just responsible but and, and realize you know what you're doing and the exchanges that you're having with your body but that doesn't mean it can't be pleasurable whatever exchanges you are having you should be able to enjoy it right so you know i'm not saying just go out here and do you know, rabbits just humping everything because energy exchange all of it is for sure but i would like to see a world where women can freely say, hey, I'm a sexual being and it's okay. Let me ask you a question. 
then it's okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that freedom is extended to trans women? And how early do you think they're allowed to become their sexual selves in that? Is, is it, are they able to explore that as kids? Should we give them the space to be, like, is it an us thing or is it a them thing? Like, um, we had a, a, a viewer on earlier during our pup down session we had live earlier, and he brought up this interesting question about what's too early for a transition. Do you have any perspective on that, baby? That's so great. I'm actually working on a project about this right now. Um, too early to transition. Here's my personal thoughts, right? My personal thoughts on that is, you know, and, and again, I think we're all in a space where we're all learning, open to learning more. And I'm having conversation with people and my main thing is respecting another person. It's all about respecting someone else. And if you tell me that you are a trans woman or a trans male, I'm gonna respect that. That's who you are, that's who you identify as. And that's what I'm, you know. Um, with that being said, uh, I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to properly, the lingo, the, 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 I'm still learning. So it's like, you know, I'm just always like, correct me before you condemn me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm you not know, trying to you know, and, I, and I get it, everybody's not from a place of, understanding love and so when they talk it's very condescending it's very like matter of fact I, I get it i get where it's coming from everybody's like that but people are the same um i personally feel like when it comes to childhood give kids the freedom to be whoever they want to be without saying you have to be a girl or you have to be a girl i personally believe in that i don't be, i believe each child should have the freedom to just do and be without saying, this is for boys, this is for girls. Girls do this, boys do that. I, I, the one of the main things I just like is for, for someone to tell my daughter that she can't do something because she's a girl. Or that she needs to do something. And it's as simple as, like, I hate to see anybody with their legs spread open, especially men, because y'all be in the back of the Uber, you should be Uber, legs all open and they ain't got no room. That makes me upset. And so, but like, anyway, but like anybody with their legs open, I'd be like, close your legs, right? But if my daughter's legs are open and you tell her to close her legs because she's a lady, I would be like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do it. Because now you're putting in the head that girls have to be this way, girls have to be this way. So I'm a firm believer in, at a young age like that, if we're going to direct them, Let's direct all of them for everything, not because they're a boy, but because they're a girl. Um, understanding that they have parts and that these parts aren't definitive of who they are. Um, I think that that's a big thing too. Um, in the past, in my family, there's been a, a sexual molestations that have happened. I'm just, you know, as I saying it, not necessarily with me, but just with other people. And so I'm thankful that my mom raised me knowing, like, okay, this is your body, and these are the parts of your body. It's called a vagina. That's called a penis. It's not called a tootie in a heart or whatever. Like, this is, you know, functioning. Um, but because you have this, doesn't make you any lesser or better or whatever. Like, and I think setting that foundation for childhood is more important than saying, okay, Cause I know that the whole thing with Mario, Mario Lopez came out, right? 
and they were saying of, about like, and I need to look more into that because I don't think what's happening here, like with Charlie staring at all these people, they're just allowing their kids to dress free, but they're not like forcing the kids to take hormones, right? Yeah, allowing the kids to free. Right. They're just allowing them to dress free, right? Right, they're just allowing them to explore. There's nothing that's been like claimed. They're not in training. And nobody's taking hormones, nobody's doing that. They're just allowed to be, right? I don't have an issue with that. I, that's what I think should be. Allow them to be, you know what I'm saying? If they choose to wear some Jordans and some- And a tutu. Some bows, that's <laughs> oh, I know all about those. Huh? I know all about those. <laughs> I don't know what boys wear, you know? But like, if they choose to, to wear the polos or whatever, or if they choose to wear a skirt and a sparkly top, I don't care, let them. Some days my daughter walk around here looking like, you know, a little boy. But whatever, she wear what she wanna wear. I'm not about to be like, you gotta wear this because I'd be like, go get cute. Like don't look like you're homeless, like, okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean put on, you know, whatever, she don't like bows. And my mom would be like, she need bows in here. No, she don't, why? Why, she don't need that. Like, so I don't have an issue that uh, I do feel like when it does come down to taking hormones and stuff like that, I just, just because it's, it's with any alteration, lifelong alteration to your body, I feel like you should just be at an age where you're mature enough to really know what you really want. Um, and honestly, our maturity levels varies and it ranges from you know, some people might even say 13. I don't know that I'm not a psychologist. So I don't really know what a psychologist would say, but I would assume it might be like 15 to 25 and that, I don't know, you know, it's, everybody's maturity level differs. Um, and the point to where they can make these types of decisions, I'm sure would differ too. Uh, let me stop talking about psychologists about that. But basically what I'm trying to say here in this scenario is when it does come down to any life, any body altering, um, uh, decisions, whether it be plastic surgery, and that doesn't even have to be from gender to gender. That could just be, you know, breast implants. That could be blood implants, nose job, whatever. Uh, I remember I was in high school, we had a girl with a nose job, just because she didn't like her nose. Right. And it was just like, you like 14 years, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, like, wait, just wait. You might grow into your, your face isn't even like done. You know, like, just wait. So, just understand, my thing is just being at an age, when it comes down to that, just being at an age to understand, like, what you're doing. Uh, well, you know, there still is, there still is the potential to go up with some kind of resentment. You know, if you- That you, that you changed? That you didn't change. That if, if you said, if, with, with this perspective that you just gave, and you say, you know, just allow yourself some time to come into that. And then this person does then go up and become a, a, a transsexual, I guess you would say. Um, there's a potential that there's some resentment there towards the parents for not letting them explore this earlier. So, Right, I've heard that too. Um, especially male to female, because I guess like around the 12, 11, 12 year old age, that's when those male hormones really kick in, right? And puberty, yeah, puberty. If you could catch it at that time, 
then they can really grow into. I've, I've heard that too. Um, I'm still on the fence about that. I'm still on the fence about that. Just because I think it's so early to make any body altering decision. Um, but then again, you know, if you know, you know. And that's, that's, the, that's the point where I'm like, all right, I'm still trying to understand her. Because I can be honest and say, I can support you and still say I don't understand, right? And I think a lot of us are afraid to say, okay, I don't understand so. Um, because they're afraid of backlash. They're afraid of, you don't understand, you don't support. No, no, I ain't saying support, I say I don't understand. And I also think that some people are afraid to support because they don't understand. Because it's like, well, if, if I'm gonna support something I don't understand, that means I can support anything. And that's not necessarily true either. We have intelligence, we have free will. We know what's gonna cause harm and what's not gonna cause harm. So just to piggyback off of what you're saying, how does everything that you say, how is it, I guess, more heightened or more sensitive or more tabooish in the African-American community? Because we have those ideas of what trans and what even, you know, your film sexuality, things like that, female sexuality. How does that provide more of a stigma in the African-American community? So when you did your film, you know, um, doing your research sexually, how is that more of a stigma in the African-American community community compared to everyone else? Are you talking about religious guilt and female sexuality or are you talking about trans? <laughs> well, Peter, uh, like, just, to just relate it back to your, right. like your topic, your movie, what you did, like with the research, how much of a taboo is it for African-American women to express their sexuality in regards to religion versus other communities? Is it worse? Is it kind of the same? Like, did you find any differences at all? Oh, of course. I feel like, especially with Black women, we, we're very, especially church girls, like families as a whole are usually rooted in the church. And there's usually a man at the helm of this trying to tell us what to do and what we have to do. Um, I think we are so rooted in, in scared. I, honestly, it, you could say it dates back to slavery. We're so afraid to disappoint this higher power. We're so afraid to challenge and push the envelope and question what's right or wrong. And why is that considered right? Why is that considered wrong? Um, you know, we use tactics like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not against weapons to a certain extent. Um, but we use those types of tactics to get our points across sometimes. You know, and it's like, I find that with women especially, black women especially, we're always trying to create this family, this nuclear family model, right? And in this nuclear family model, there's a mommy, there's a daddy, and there's the kids. And the daddy does this, and the mommy does that. 
The mommy is just the one that has her place. Her place is here, 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 and to make the kids, and to support the man. The man's place is here, 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 support the family. And he's also given them space to be a man and do manly things. That's what men do. Right? Right. That takes away from the idea that we too have urges to be free with what we have. You know, it's like, oh, well, he's a man. Men do that. Men have sexual urges and do that. So I don't. That's like a thing that we tell each other. You know, we say that a man is going to be a man. That's said, but then I don't know what white people say. That's said with black people all the time. You just man. Man. Okay, I'm a woman. Like, but what does that mean? Like, Right. And I'm, you know, I'm not with that shit. Like, and when that shit is work right. <laughs> hey! And not everybody know how to work it. That's why I learned how to work the shit myself. Right. So I make sure that, you know, when the time comes, that I'm gonna always get mad. I can't do it. I can't do Why do these men out here being men? They need to learn. Okay! Amen. <laughs> On this side, uh, too. Okay. But, but, I think with us, we're just, the construct, the construct of what is family, the roles that family plays, where that goes back to, I think that that has a lot to do with it also besides of not disappointing this higher being that's always been in control of us, right? Um, or not always, but for 400 whatever else in our years, been in control of us. And we're so worried about being seen and how we're being seen. And I think that has a lot to do with it too. It's crazy, when I was promoting my film, um, I sent it to somebody to watch, like I sent it to guys. And I had a black woman, I had a, a few, I had like two black women, one especially stood out. And she was like, I would not watch this. She said, I would not watch this film and this goes against my, my beliefs. She hasn't even watched it yet. I just okay. gave you the, the same log line I gave y'all. A woman wants to have an orgasm, but she can't because white Jesus is not. She was just like, this is blasphemous, and it goes against my belief as a woman, and we should not be putting stuff out there like this. And I was just like, I, I, I still was just like, okay, I respect that. Can you please just argue? I just really want to know, let me know what it is about it that is blasphemous and that we should not be putting out like and she was just like, she was cool. I mean, she was cool in the fact that she responded. Basically, she was just saying that as women, we have a place and our place is not to be out here wilding and our place is not to be out here. Like, basically, people talk about anything nowadays and there's nothing that we keep to ourselves anymore. Sexuality is something we should keep to ourselves. And that Jesus wants us to be pure and pure. And being pure and clean is not talking about our sexual escapades and our sexual desires. So that's basically in a nutshell what she said. And I got pretty big up to me last week. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. Um, uh, I, yeah. So, yeah, right. So, you know, that just lets you know there that, like, we're, ex- we're expected to be one type of way. And if you go on my Instagram, that's the one thing, you know. I hate being in a box. Like, I actually hate being in a box. I feel like one day I want to take a naked picture of my ass and put it on Instagram and the next one I want to like, mentor the kids and we got to accept it. Like, hey, like, 
you know, because you know what I'm saying? Like, stop trying to make me run away. Stop trying to tell me that I gotta choose if I can only do this or that. That's that's you. You're projecting things on me. Don't do that to me. I don't like that. But answering your question, because I don't need all the work. No, no you're <laughs> <laughs> Look, listen, this is good because I watched, I, we had a chance to watch your series on the young woman's guide. And to like get into some of that knowledge, some of that wisdom from that, from the elders. Yes. Who like just have this, uh, bound, this boundless amount of, of energy and, and, and wisdom about how you should be and what you should do and talking about some of the very things you're talking about now, like our body image and how we care about ourselves and like how we perceive ourselves and how that's projected upon everybody else. So like, it's, it, that exists. I'm sure, I know for a fact for black women, I watch it in my mom, I watch it in my best friend on the phone with us, like I watch it. But over here we deal with it too, some of us anyway. Like, we go to church and it feels like the pastor's pointing directly at you when he's talking about, you know, what homosexuals should do and what they shouldn't do and how they come in here and do this and like, you feel like they're talking directly at you. I don't go to church. When you talk about going to church. They, you would be surprised. Um, and then what's crazier is that half of them are the musicians. They're behind the altar in the first place. They're secretly down low and will still point the finger like, you can't do this and you shouldn't be this way. That's so crazy. So. Why, I'm sorry, why do y'all think that is? I mean, it's all about conforming. So if you if you see like uh, AM just referenced in the church, you also have those same people that are making these laws who are publicly against abortions, but they got some side chicks. Right. Or touching people's feet under the bathroom. <laughs> touching people's feet under the, in the bathroom stalls, meeting in nights in, in alleys and whatnot, you know, or being caught with the meth brothel in the, in the con- like, crazy stuff goes on when people try and hide who they are and they can't live in them in their authentic selves. They, if they find ways of expressing it through these little slithers of, 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 of life and it, it ends up being way more bigger than it should have been in the first place had they just been truthful and honest who they are. Oh, you better say it past them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Nicole, so what caused you or what drove you to do your short film about the orgasm and female sexuality and kind of religion into it. Like what got you passionate about everything? So I grew up Catholic. I grew up a black Catholic in Louisiana, which is a little different than Catholic because the black Catholic uh, it put a lot of emphasis on being black. Ooh, yes, so yes. definitely not a not at all upset about being raised black Catholic. I actually attribute a lot of who I went to that. Um, it was a great experience. Um, but still in Catholicism and church and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also thankful growing up Catholic because we only spent an hour in church. We went in church all day. <laughs> <laughs> and they was real struggling.
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? The preacher didn't really talk about it. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, even still, they didn't talk about homosexuality. Like, I, I am envious. Super structured Catholic <laughs> church. Um, there was also the stuff too, as we know. But uh, they, they would try to tell you, you know, especially in Catholic school and in, in PCD class, you know, sex before marriage is a sin. Sex outside of procreation is a sin. So any type of sexual reflection is a sin. Sex was made for having babies. That's what we're taught in the Catholic Church. And growing up, I uh, I became part of the abstinence club when I was in high school. Um, they basically have donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that includes the they used to have donuts. How come we would have had cheer practice? We, we had like one year of cheer practice was like at six in the morning. And so I'd go to school at six and we'd be done by 7.30. And then school would start till eight. And so I'd be hungry and they'd have like these donuts and stuff. And I was going, and then the athletes kept going like out of town and stuff. Uh, so I wanted to be part of the club. And then I actually got in the club, what club, and I became president of the Absence Club, but I made this vow to Jesus that I wasn't going to have sex until marriage. And so, you know, as Catholics, we have confessions too. So when I would go to confession, I would say like little stuff. I, I cheated on a test. And little stuff. I would never say like the real stuff. Because um, that was just always like, it always felt like crazy to me. Like, why am I telling this man all this? Like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't want to do this. I used to try to avoid confession as much as possible because, like, even though they would have the partitions where he can't see me, I still feel like he knew it was me. And, like, voice recognition is another thing saying. So, like, I'm telling this man that I gotta, like, see all the time at church and, like, like all my dirty seat. Like, that's just, just so messy to me. Like, okay, like if you want all the Go be a priest, like come on, they tell me. But like, mm -mm. it just never felt right. Like with my, it just always felt like I was just always being watched. Besides, like, and my grandmother had this picture of the white like, Jesus. The face was turned to the side. He was looking like this. He had like the heart. Yes, I've seen that picture. Yes, I have. Yes, I have seen that picture. I, yes. Walk by, it looked like he followed his eyes. Yes. yes. Yeah, she yeah. had that picture. And ever since I was little, I just felt like Jesus was always looking at me. And like, it's just all, it was like my life, I was always in this microscope, right? And then I became president of this Athens Club, and made this vow, and I passed it for marriage, right? So, uh, and since I went to Catholic school, the vow was actually to God, to Jesus, and not just like a random vow. And so, when I decided to become sexually active, I found it like difficult. <laughs> like, I mean, I had sex, so everyone, but like mentally no, no, no. in there, it was like, oh my goodness, God's gonna be mad at me now. Jesus is gonna be mad at me now. Um, now, granted, I was able to easily get out of it, uh, but then in talking to other people, they also had the same experiences or like the same kind of guilt, and so I just decided to create a world where there's a person who has a hard time really getting out of this and like the way it's painted is almost like Jesus is the boogeyman. Like this boogeyman person is always haunting you and coming after you and just so that's where it came from my own personal experiences, experience for other people that I
That is good stuff. We are um, on the tail end of our conversation. It's been like amazing getting deep into all of this with you. Um, I hope that you um, have enjoyed us today. Uh, we definitely have enjoyed I did. Um, I hope I didn't talk too much. No, you ain't actually <laughs> needed. Like, you were perfect. Like, oh my God. That was amazing. Yo, one of the things I used to hate when I worked in radio is when I would interview people and they would, like, give me one word answers or, like, three word answers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with that? I feel like I got to overcompensate. Now I'd be like, girl, if you don't be quiet in my head, I'd be like, Nicole, shut <laughs> yeah, you did. We this was great. We had a good conversation. Um, I hope that we inspire folks out there to continue to have these conversations around owning our own sexual selves. We can be who we want to be. Um, it's okay to be ignorant. It's not okay to remain ignorant. Um, so you know, we want to be constantly trying to educate people about these taboo subjects that, as the black community, we sweep away under the rugs. Um, we want to give another shout out to Magnolia A Productions. Um, we want everybody to check out the film Guilty, which you can find on YouTube. You guys. You also share. Uh, if Guilty is not in the movie theaters like January 2020, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. I'm like, oh, a serious person. Serious. Yes, that's her. Uh-huh. I need her to get this orgasm. We, we left at the end like, did she, did, did, I'm like, after, I need more. More. <laughs> so we Wait, want everybody we want everybody to go and check that out. We will provide the information so that you can get a link to see it directly on a computer screen near you. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us today. Thank you, Angel Lee, for sitting in. And we greatly appreciate it so much. And Nicole, you are now in front of my head. <laughs> so we will be in contact with you. And we wish yes. you the next time we're in LA, we're doing this in person. Oh, yeah, no, we Boom. Look, yeah, not just crash on the MP. I'm good. I'm good. Never tell them that. I was say, don't tell me that because you know. <laughs> now, but after December, I'll be back in my spot. And no, for real, like I'm, I'm the crash spot. I'm cool. Perfect. As long as you're cool. As long as you're cool. But I, I know you're cool. We cool. We, co- we cool. We covered a little bit of money. Bring some wine. I am wine. <laughs> Alright, Nicole, we appreciate you. We'll be in contact with you. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was amazing. But it's time for us to wrap this up. Listen, Nicole was amazing. Nicole was the bomb. Angel Lee was amazing. Angel Lee was amazing. They had a good conversation about some pertinent issues that affect both all of our communities as black people, as queer people, as black women. Um, it's crazy that the, the the cross, the intersections, intersectionality of what we feel as oppressed sexual beings right. and how it happens on both the spectrum for black females and black gay males. Mm-hmm. But um, we had an amazing conversation about being allies and friends. Oh, it's a good, good thing. Hey, hey, hey. Tell me again. Oh, baby, show you right. Oh, can are you my ally or friend? Yeah. Oh, it's a good, good day. Yo, 
It's been real. I also just want to say thank you again to Miss Nicole. And you can find yes. our website at, um, we'll list all the information here. And you can find links. Talented, um, talent. I totally appreciate it. Talent. Great, great. Boom. Good person. You guys, you can check us out on YouTube as usual. Each episode is posted there. And where they can check us out at? Not That Kind of Game. And what's that? You can get us on Facebook also at Not That Kind of Game. Ooh, you ooh. can get us on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Not That Kind of G1. You can get us on all major platforms for podcasts out there in an AirPod near you. You can also check me out on SoundCloud. I mean, it won't hurt to do a little shameless plug here. <laughs> you know, I do my beats or whatever. Um, and that's AM to PM. But yes, guys, thank you. Again, so we love you all for watching. We hope you tune into the next part of this segment that we have for you guys. No. Our next episode. I mean, our next episode. episode. I apologize. <laughs> our next episode that we have coming to you guys. Stay tuned. We love you here. Not that kind of game. And guess what? Oh, you know what's coming? It's our Halloween. Oh, preparation for Halloween. So, the next episode will be airing around Halloween sometime towards the end of the month. Can't promise you a date because our costumes have not been put together yet. <laughs> but we're going to get into it and y'all going to see something live loud. It charged. Again, we love you for watching here. Not the day. Peace. Peace.